Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Welcome to episode 21 of the Maximizing Life in the Middle podcast from Deep Freeze, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> we welcome you to a brand new year, 2018. Woohoo! Yeah. Confetti. We have to get a um, noise, yes. a sound machine sound so we can have the, the noise makers and everything. Maybe I'll... You know, level up in my editing we'll skills. add a little bit to our and add a little sound podcast. to our podcast. So should we try again? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! That's so that's good. that's where you can put the funky sounds. Gotcha. So our podcast today is about goal setting, and uh, you know, I don't think we like the word resolutions because. You know, New Year's resolutions. They're so loaded. Seems kind of a, a loaded term to us. And you know, it's funny. We've been, we each year, either the last week of December or the first week of January, for probably our whole lives together, we've always kind of reevaluated things where we are, where we've come from, where we want to go. But. I think the difference is that, well, I don't know if you would agree for yourself, but for me, I don't do that just once a year. I do that continuously, every day, every week, every month. I'm constantly looking at, am I on the right path? Am I going where I want to go? Am I veering off, getting sidetracked? And so I think the reason that a New Year's resolution is kind of a loaded term is because if you only reevaluate things to make positive changes in your life once a year and then you don't really look at it again for another 365 days there's no way you're going to achieve those things because making any positive change in your life requires discipline discipline mm. which is your word for 2018 yeah so you know that's an interesting thing too, like the idea of the word for the year. Like last year, I set the intention. You love it when I talk that way. Of making two thousand and seventeen the year of completion for me, and. I would say that I had some mixed results in that, but at least it was in my head throughout the year, and I know that I did at least finish one major project, kind of crossed 
off the list and completed for the year. Um, and probably, you know, was in my head about some other things. But the word of the year, to me, really um, kind of rings true. Like, it's something that uh, serves me. The idea of picking a, a word to kind of sum up what the coming year is going to be or what, what, the, what the theme that you want the year to be. And as we kind of went through the beginning processes of talking about this, one of the things that I know, you know, and this is, anyone who knows me could guess this, like discipline, I'm full of energy, I'm full of ideas, I'm full of, uh, <laughs> well, full of some other stuff too, some people might say, but um, I have a lot of, you can get me excited about a project. And about I will, almost anything. Yeah, and I will just run off. I, you know, let's go. Let's do it. But what I often fall short on is the discipline. The to be daily to, grind. The daily grind, right? Which is funny. It's like a coffee shop around the area that I love, and I love their shirts. I have a shirt that, that says daily grind. I have four of them, actually, I think. Um, and, but the... The relentless day in and day out pursuit of doing tasks and achieving goals, that is not my best attribute. Um, and wow, you set that down super carefully. The, so the, noise you, noise. the noise you didn't hear on the podcast was the cup being set down. My hot tea yeah. to keep me out of this deep freeze. <laughs> I was told there was going to be tea. Oh, wait, that's another topic. We should get this. Let's not go there. Um, so anyway, yeah, so discipline has has been a, an area of weakness for me. And one of the things that as we started this process we talked about was I, I said, you know what, I'm going to make this a year of discipline, a year of committing to activities and um goals, but then actively, you know, checking in on a regular basis to make sure that I'm doing those things that I committed to doing. And, um, you know, I think that immediately, of course, you know, when you heard that, it caught your ear and, you know, you started you rolling because, you know, nothing. Can you add applause and cheers in here? Nothing, nothing would fire you up more than the idea of, oh, a dogged focus on, you know, crossing stuff off a list. You're all for that. That sounds like the greatest thing in the world. So once I kind of said that and we started talking to the process, we um, started into the process of thinking about our goals. And so I saw this idea, this concept of the wheel of wellness. Uh, several years ago, and I thought, oh, isn't that interesting? That's really neat the way it's like slices of a pie and it's main categories of a life. Uh, Physical, emotional, spiritual, finances, career. You know, you could put any things you want in those uh, pie slices. Your computer just sneezed instead of you. Now you're going to? It's not. Holding it up. Okay, so you could put any things you want in those 
pie slices and you can make any number that pertains to your life that you want to focus on. And so what I was kind of thinking and what we're going to try this year to see how it works is we <clears throat> labeled, we decided how many major categories would be in our pie slices of a good, healthy, happy life. And then broke them into subcategories. And then we looked at short, medium, and long-range goals. Now, some of those we discovered in the process that doesn't necessarily apply. So, like, sleep is a part of a good, healthy life. Once you determine the number of hours you need to sleep each night, and then you aim for when your bedtime and wake time should be, that's about it. Like, you don't really need more than that. I, I mean, unless somebody's got, you know, sleep apnea or sleep problems where they need more intervention or more work on it. But just right. in terms of getting the right amount of sleep, you don't need short, medium, and long-term goals. You just set it and forget it. Don't really forget it. Just do it. Set it and do it. Mm -hmm. But other ones are more complex or take more time or they more fit the short, medium, and long-term goals. So we wrote down the major categories the subcategories of each one of those, and then if it was applicable, short, medium, and long-term goals. But then I thought of a new thing as we were writing it down, which is, what do you need to be successful in this category? And the reason that that question came to me is one of the things that is an ongoing area of focus for me is exercise, regular exercise. For years and years, maybe eight years after our oldest was born, I was so good with exercising five days a week. And then my focus flagged a little bit, and so I, when we turned 40, well, I said to my two best friends from childhood, let's do something special to celebrate turning 40. And my one friend said, great. Let's run a half marathon. And I was thinking, huh, that wasn't really what I was thinking. I was thinking more about, like, going out to dinner or something. But, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. So then she and I ran a half marathon for our 40th birthday in the same month that we turned 40. Uh, the other one had an injury, so she couldn't. And then that was the same year, right after that, whenever the Boston Marathon came around, that was the year that the Boston Marathon bombing happened. And so I decided to run the half marathon again the following year, even though she didn't. I did it more of a statement that I'm not going to let terrorists or anybody else bring me down or stop me from achieving what I want or living my life. So I actually ran two. But two years' worth of training for half marathons really helped me to be focused and disciplined. And I would say over you know, six or seven, eight months of training, I probably, both years, I probably only missed five to ten days of training. So, that was really helpful for me. But anyway, the past, I don't know, two years or so, maybe three, pretty much, you know what, it's been tough after, since I stopped training for that second one. After I ran that second one, I was kind of burned out on the grind of exercise. And so it really, um, it became 
I was very unmotivated to make sure I did it five days a week. And so it's been an up and down journey. But then this fall, I was exercising five days a week for about two months, two, three months maybe. And I thought, oh my gosh, I feel so great. I don't have achy joints. I feel strong. I feel like I'm knocking years, turning the clock back years. I feel like I felt when I was in my 30s. This is fantastic. I have to exercise five days a week. I, I simply must. And so then November hit and lots of crazy stuff went on in November in our family and life in general. And so I completely derailed when our son was um, having his regular twice a week soccer practices. I would drop him off at practice and go straight to the gym. So two days a week were, you know, mindless easy. I They were already built into the schedule. There was no issue. And then it was just a matter of fitting three other days in, and I did it successfully. But just as things started going haywire in our family, then his soccer practice came to an end for the winter. Right. And so my regular exercise went to a grinding halt. Anyway... Long-winded story to say, one of the things I that happened to me a couple of times is I would go to the gym this these last two months when it's been hard for me to be regular with exercise. I would go to the gym, and then the headphones that I keep in my car, I brought them in or somebody borrowed them or whatever, and I'd get to the gym with no headphones. And I love to listen to music or a podcast or whatever because I feel like I'm doing double duty while I'm working out, and plus it passes right. time. So it was so annoying to me, and I actually was so frustrated, This, like the second or third time it happened, I left the gym, walked down the street to one of our favorite places, <coughs> Gadget Doctors, who always fixes our cracked phones, and bought a pair of $1 headphones from them, just so that I could go back to the gym and work out. And so when I was going back to this New Year's, goal setting and stuff when I was thinking about regular exercise I must do it five days a week because once I stopped doing it at the beginning of November I felt achy and old again and weak and yucky so I know that that's not an option for me one of the things I need to be successful to exercise five days a week to reach that goal is to make sure I have headphones in my car such a simple little thing but so important tiny little detail but so necessary for me to be successful at that goal. Well, so, and that's, that, you know, certainly that's part of that final column that we put, or at least the column that's the last one right now on that sheet. But you know what's funny? As you were relating that story, I heard something else. Uh-oh, what did you hear? You say, or your, your point is that the key thing or the, the thing that you see at the back end of that that derailed you or that could serve to derail you and that you need to make sure of is that you need that uh, headphones to be in there to the exercise. And that's definitely true. But what I heard is you are really successful at sticking to your exercise grind when you have something that you're exercising for. Well, interesting that you should say that because when I was training both years, I was very committed to, like, checking things off the list. You know I love to yeah. do that. I had my 
set weekly. You're running this many miles today, this many tomorrow, the next day, the next day. Bing, 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 bing. Check, 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 check. Happy, happy. My week is done. I've completed everything. Move on to the next week. But that's the first time I think I've ever, well, aside from when I did the triathlon like 20 years ago, that's the first time since then that I had an end goal in mind because usually I exercise for the sake of living a healthy life. Right. And you, it, for many years, that's, that alone served me. But I felt like after that second year of that, that grind of having to check them off the list, because my, I remember my knee started bothering me in the second year training. And so exercise, uh, doing the running was more of an issue, like more of a grind that year because sometimes it would make my knee hurt. And so then I was kind of resisting. I don't want to really exercise today, but I can't skip it because I can't. I can't get off track. I've got this many weeks left, and this many right. weeks of training. I can't take a week off. So it kind of burned me out. And right. I remember after the marathon, like, oh, I'm just. I don't feel like doing anything. So here's here's my thought to that though. So yeah. having a goal, I think, for me is is too much. But what if? Instead of, and, and I'll, I'll you know, be a bit self-serving here. What if instead of exercising towards the idea of something that is like a marathon, because maybe you got burned out because of the monotonous way of which those sort of training modules say, if you run this, then you run this, then you run this, then you run this, you'll make the 13 point whatever, 13.1 miles that the half marathon is. What if instead you set the intention of saying something like, oh, this summer you were going to play a volleyball tournament with Noah. That's self-serving. Very self-serving. Yeah. Or you were going to commit to playing more volleyball, and so you had to, because you, you also are a volleyball player, though you're lapsed, as I would say. Um, and did something like that, where instead of it being something that is more... So that you, so you have a, a thing that you're doing it for, which will help you stay consistent with it, but it's not a monotonous, grindy, do it this way, do it this way. Because I know that you, you enjoy the idea of crossing things off the list like that, but maybe for exercise, just having it out there that you're not just exercising for the long-term health of it. Of course, that's always there. That's always one of the reasons why we exercise is that we want to live long, healthy, and happy lives, but also that you're exercising in order to do this thing that could be fun. Now, yes, it's self-serving, but I think it would be neat. Number one, I think that Noah would totally get a kick out of it. I think that if, and then imagine... convince him to even agree to it to begin with. (laughs) But then imagine also if you could play a volleyball tournament with base. Wow, that would be so cool. Um, so, you know, just uh, just a little sprinkle of, of something in there from my end to say, you know, maybe because you started off the story to try and tell what the things were that you needed in order to be successful. And instead of starting off right with, oh, yeah, when I go to the gym, I sometimes forget my 
headphones and that's what I need. You instead went into the story about how the marathon was what got you into a focus of being able to exercise on a regular basis. Yeah, that doesn't really speak to me. I mean, I don't mind the idea of playing in a tournament with either one of them or both of them or whatever, or you or whatever. I don't mind that. But I really just don't feel that I need that to focus. I just need to go, okay, enough. Let's do this. That's really all I think I need. And a pair of headphones. Well, actually, a pair of wireless headphones. That's the other part to the story that I didn't get to. I had I was down to one pair of nice Apple headphones that came with the phone. That's it, because the kids had stolen or lost the rest of them. One pair of nice headphones, and I kept them regularly in my car. And if somebody borrowed them or I took them in the house, that's when I would get to the gym and they wouldn't be there. So I bought the really awful dollar pair. But about two weeks ago or so, I went to the gym and my Apple headphones were in the car, so I was a happy person. And then I took them into the gym, and there's a particular exercise thing I do sometimes where you need to do burpees and you need to do, um, what else do you do that? Jumping jacks, burpees, you can, I can mountain do, climbers. I can do jumping jacks with headphones on because I just find a surface that's about my shoulder height, and I put the phone on there, and so I can... Squat jumps. I can jump and jump and jump. And then the phone stays where it is, so it's not a problem. There's something else. Well, anyway, regardless, there's two different exercises, burpees being one of them, where you can't have your headphones on because you can't, in order to go down to a push-up, you can't have the phone in your hand. And you can't lay the phone on the ground because you have to jump up in the air. And you can't have it up high because you have to be on the ground. So there were two different things where every time I did this 30-minute circuit, I had to take the, I had to stop the, the whatever I was listening to, put the phone down, take the headphones out, do the exercise, pick the stuff up, turn it back on. That was annoying me to no end. And then two weeks ago, I was, and I don't even know how this happened. I was on the elliptical machine, and somehow my hand got tangled up in the wire of the headphones, ripped the phone off of the surface where it was sitting on the elliptical machine, Smashed it down on the ground. Luckily, I have a good case, a good cheap $5, five below case. And it's a rubber floor, so it didn't break my phone. But when I picked, when I stopped the elliptical and reached down to pick up my phone to plug the headphones back in, it, I ripped it out so hard that the little metal plug that you stick in the phone stayed in the phone and the white part of the cord ripped out of the plug. So then I ruined my headphones and here I am back at the gym with no headphones, and I said, that's it, I have to have wireless headphones in my car at all times, so now I have wireless headphones in my car, that's what I need to be successful, but what about you? Oh, what about me, I don't know what you mean, what? Well, you know you're not a details person, yeah, and discipline, you've already said, is not your strongest attribute. And you mentioned this morning while you were writing down all these categories and subcategories and goals and stuff, you kept, I kept looking over and you'd be drawing. And I said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm taking a mental break. I'm just drawing the tree outside. <coughs> oh, okay. Well, let's get back to it. And then you get back to it. And then I look over, you'd be over at the sink 
putting something in the sink. Well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm taking another break. I did not say I was taking another break. You did. You made me just saw that. Anyway. No, you did. And you said even this process feels a little bit overwhelming. And one of the reasons that you felt that way that you said is because when you look at the category and the goal that you want to set, long, short, or yeah. medium, you were starting to feel overwhelmed because you were you were going from where you are now, leaping over all the daily stuff and just getting to the end point and saying, oh my gosh, how can I possibly get there? There's so much I have to do to get there. It's overwhelming. It's too much. And then you look at all the other pieces of the pie and you say oh my gosh there's so much written on my paper I don't even know how I'm gonna there's no time to get all this stuff done I can't do it I can't do it no. and so I never said that but I never said I can't do it I can't do it that sounds like no you didn't say that but you just said like you said reading a book I want to read a book a month I, I don't know how I'm gonna have time for that there's no time in, in all this stuff and I said well maybe reading a book a month would be the the long-term goal Maybe right. reading one book, period, with no time frame is a good short-term goal. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that reading, reading a book, I mean, that's just one of, the, one of the goals on there. But I do think that in the past couple of years, because of the prominence that drawing has taken in my life and creating comics, that reading has... You know, falling into a back burner, especially reading novels. And I used to do that religiously. It used to be like one of the things I did. You would never see me without a book. You'd never leave the house without a book. Right. Now um, it's me who does that. Now, yeah. And that's, you know, now I never leave the house without a pencil behind my ear. So I do want to get back and get, you know, re... Uh, reinvested. Reinvested in the idea of, of doing that. But... Um, you know, just in general, the idea of discipline for me is like, you know, so when you, when I made that third or fourth or fifth column or whatever the heck it was of like things. What know, is things, it? What do I need to be successful? What do I need to be successful? In this category. Like in every category, just the first word I wrote is the word discipline. Like in order to be successful in this category, up. I just actually need to focus on achieving that daily goal or that monthly goal or that whatever goal it is and doing the daily activities but as I thought a little bit more about it there are there were some little things where I said okay well there's like a little like a little habit that I can can do and one of those that that I thought about that I, I thought you were going to bring it up was the idea of like in financially I am notorious <laughs> notorious for the end of the month comes and you are reviewing our checking statement and there's 10, 15, 100, 100, no, not 100, not 100, items where, you know, I went, shopped somewhere, got the receipt, left it on my car seat. It blew out the window. Uh, blew Who out knows? the window or it just sets up under the seat the and then I don't know where it is or yeah or, or I throw it out it's in a pocket somewhere. without thinking or it's attached to the bag of the thing that I get <laughs> and so I throw it the bag away six months later yeah oh, you're right I, two months later I suddenly go to my my wallet and say oh yeah here's like 10 receipts and you're like yeah I cataloged them all two months ago when the data came in <laughs> it's just ridiculous right and sometimes it's you know, sometimes it is just thoughtless and mindless, and sometimes it's probably like, 
a little bit, I don't want to say passive-aggressive, but kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to hang on to this receipt for a while because I'm going to spend a little bit more here than maybe I should have. Mm. Which is stupid because at the end of the day, number one, the money is spent, done is done. And number two, coming home to roost eventually anyway. Right. And when that time comes and you get that statement and you review the statements for us, you do the checkbook, you, you monitor that stuff. It causes you no end of annoyance that, oh, well, okay, everything sort of checks out. And then, oh, here's, you know, hundreds of dollars of unknown spending. Um, so I said, you know what, like one way to kind of help to, you know, in all these various ways of, you know, various areas that you're looking at, finances being one of them. One of them is like, you know what, just stop doing that. Just Buy something, get the receipt, you know, do you need a receipt for that? Yes, I do. I print that mm -hmm. out of the receipt, tuck it in my wallet at the end of the day, come back home and put them in the little thing and just, you know, make that a thing of the past. So I think that's one little, like, one of those little, like, hey, headphone for the gym kind of things to help make that process be successful. Though for me, a lot of my category out there on that far end of the, of the paper they're a lot more nebulous. Nebulous. They're less practical little steps and much more about like, you know, maybe that's a, maybe that's a flaw. Maybe I got to revisit that and try and make them more little tiny, tangible. tiny tangible things as opposed to like discipline. Well, what does discipline mean? Does it mean maybe it means you know looking at the goals in the morning and the night? I don't know. Yes. You always want to make something measurable so that you can see right. if you're achieving it or not to the degree that you can. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're off and running. Um, and one of our goals was to make sure that we are doing our weekly podcast. Doing our weekly podcast. Because I think we skipped a week or two. Yeah, we're on episode 20 and we started posting episodes sometime in June. So we missed... On balance, we probably missed a few weeks in there somewhere along the line, but not too shabby. So. Not too shabby. So, what I think would be really funny, I mean not funny, fun, what would be really fun is if our listeners share with us how they're embracing the new year. Yeah, whether or not it's they're a, doing. a word for the year, if you like that methodology, or whether or not it's a new style of goal tracking that you're going to do, or... Um, you An know. intention you're setting or yeah. what have you, anything. So if you do have any of those things, you want to get in touch with us via... Well, email. You can make comments on iTunes. But email, you could send it to Aaron at MaximizingLifeInTheMiddle.com. Wow. <laughs> are you fairly sure about that or are you totally sure about that? <laughs> we actually, haven't used these email addresses yeah, in a while. Yeah, I'm actually so. wondering where that email goes if you send it. You send it to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com. I know I get that one. <laughs> and then when we hang up, this, when we cut this podcast, I'm going to go check and see how we access our podcast emails. <laughs> right. Who knows? We might be getting all kinds of feedback through the email no, we, we don't no even idea. know about. So. <laughs> 
anyway, with that, we will uh, wrap up here for the first podcast of the new year. I hope everyone has a great holiday season. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.